You're listening to Food for the Future on 980CFPL and 980CFPL.ca. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, home economist and host of Food for the Future. Today, we return to the monthly series, City Farming, addressing new ways to think about food in urban settings. This show will discuss food literacy for kids in urban settings and understanding the growing process. It's my pleasure to introduce to you Andrew Fleet, Executive Director, Growing Chefs Ontario. Welcome, Andrew. Thanks for having me. It's really wonderful to have you here. Andrew, you co-founded Growing Chefs Ontario, and can you tell us about the organization and where your passion started for offering food literacy to kids? Absolutely. Growing Chefs Ontario started in 2008 here in London. We are a registered charity, and our mission is to change the way that children, youth, and families learn about and develop healthy relationships with food. We run food literacy programming, which means essentially we teach kids how to cook, how to connect with food, how to understand understand food, how to think about food, and and hopefully prioritize it in their lives. We do that by working with schools, community agencies, and directly with families to just provide fun experiences to explore food where they're learning directly from professional chefs and sharing in their passion for sourcing, cooking, and preparing amazing food. My passion for it started, I grew up very disconnected to food. I was an incredibly picky eater. I had a lot of food anxieties. I was one of those kids that really thought, oh man, if you could just eat a pill and never feel like uh, hungry. Wouldn't that be great? And I ended up moving out west and, and working in restaurants. And I, I ended up working in really high-end restaurants out in Vancouver, where restaurants are very local food focused. They're very sustainable focused. And when you get into a place where you're not just preparing, but but selling people on this idea of local food, and you know, we were expected to know the farm name and the farmer's name for literally every ingredient that we used in the restaurant. And our chef would change the menu sometimes daily, often weekly. So there was a lot to know about. And the more you start to learn about food and connect with it, it bleeds into your life. And and really slowly, my diet started to change. I started getting over my food anxieties and I started connecting with the role that food plays for us as individuals, how it connects us to our communities and in all of these different ways from economic ways to social ways to to environmental ways. And uh, eventually I realized through food, through learning how to cook, started answering all these questions that I always had my whole life about why we learn about certain things in school and started realizing that when you're cooking, it's this cross-section of math and science and geography and history and social studies and language and like it all in art, it all comes together when you're cooking and Growing Chefs really started as a, as a way to hopefully inspire kids to think about food differently and learning differently and just to connect them with that passion for food that chefs and people who deal with food on a professional level, farmers as well, have for food. And and so we just want to bring that in and make food fun and exciting for kids. And from what I've experienced in Growing Chefs Ontario and your program, you really, really do that. What an incredible passion and purpose. And I couldn't agree with you more in thinking about food more as not a transaction or an event, something that starts and ends, but an investment and a longer term relationship. Andrew, today, the theme on the show is the growing process. And although you grew an organization instead of food, how did you achieve the success that you did in growing growing chefs into something that makes an incredible community contribution like their program does? I think it really started with and again so much so many members of the growing chefs team came from the restaurant industry where you're very customer focused and you're very experience focused. You want to provide an experience for your guests and 
when you go to especially a high-end restaurant, your entire experience from the moment you walk in the door to the, to the moment you leave, your experience is very scripted and it's very thoroughly thought out and meticulously planned. And we've always tried to take that attention to detail with focus on the, on the participant experience and put it into kids' programs. And I think from the very beginning, we saw that that works. Kids resonated with the fact that we weren't winging it. We were presenting them an experience that really was unlike anything that they were getting elsewhere. And it started with delivering a great experience to, to children. Then we started getting donors and funders and sponsors coming to us going, my kids or my friend's kids had this incredible experience and they've come home um, with a totally different outlook on food and how can we support what you're doing? And then from there, it grew into attracting some of our amazing team members. And to be honest, a lot of stubbornness to, to keep <laughs> going through all the challenges. And really, it was that constant drive to deliver a fun and exciting experience for our participants, the dedication of our team, and the support of our community for just recognizing that we were doing something different and doing something of value. And then that's really what's led us to, to growing to where we are now. Really cool. So in some ways, democratizing the process that this high end environment, not just the food, but the full setting is not just for people who can afford high end restaurants, but that everybody should be able to have this beautiful relationship with food, this incredible experience and deserves the knowledge to be able to do that. Absolutely incredible. So I'm thinking about the Food Literacy for Students Act that is currently underway. And so these days, food literacy is part of a lot of conversations. However, you've been doing this work with students in urban settings for over 12 years. When you talk about the types of things that you offer and the ways you explore food at Growing Chefs Ontario, it's really something we want to reach for. So I think that there's such a great model that you offer. And I'm wondering, Andrew, how you arrived at the curriculum for Growing Chefs and how did you decide what to include? Uh, coming from out West to look to start this program with curriculum that had been developed in, in BC, some of our first barriers were having to explain, you know, how does our program connect with the Ontario curriculum? And, and we didn't know. And in order to be provided a platform in schools, you have to be able to speak to what it is that kids are learning. So 12, 13 years ago, I set about to literally reading the curriculum kind of front to back. Uh, it took me six months. And, and it was an incredible exercise just recognizing all of the opportunities that we have to use food as a vehicle to help children understand why they're learning different subjects. So it started with going, well, let's help children learn about fractions and how math applies in the cooking process. Let's talk about the science of what happens when you add ingredients in a hot pan or when you're trying to emulsify things or balance flavor. And then that led to the history of how we created different cooking tools. Like where did woks come from? How did we learn how to preserve foods in the way? You know, you start to look at our history and go, it was learning to save and preserve foods that actually allowed people to transition from literally walking around looking for food on a daily basis to staying in one place and developing communities and building homes for people because we know that we can produce and save and have enough food to stay in one place at one time. It literally at the cornerstone of, of how our whole society has evolved. Oh my goodness, the, you know, wars were fought over food access. Uh, food was a currency for a really, really long period of time. These are all interesting things that can bring an applicable link to why we learn about those things and why it's important. And not only did that, did we start seeing kids get more interested in food, 
where we started having teachers telling us that their kids were becoming more interested in learning in general about certain concepts. That's right. That hands-on experience with food and what a great job developing the curriculum and, and not just appealing to students who really love the program, but also to teachers who see its value. So I'd like to know, Andrew, why do you think it's important to foster the next generation of gardeners, chefs, farmers, and healthy eaters? Um, my biggest answer, I'd say that is we have more access in North America, especially to the craziest variety of food that has ever been assembled in human history. It's not sustainable. We take it for granted. We don't think about it. It's going to have to change. And that's what really drives the work of Growing Chefs Forward is food is so amazing. It tells our stories. It's our, it's our cultures and our history and our celebration. It's, it brings so much joy to our lives when you really engage with it. And there's so much to work towards. And, and I think that's, that's why it's so important. And I hope we all collectively can start focusing on it sooner than later before we start losing it. And the thing is, even though that there's significant change that we need to engage in, you've obviously worked with, you said 40,000 kids in the last uh, 12 years or so. I'm wondering what's one of the most rewarding experiences you've had in teaching food literacy to students? It never gets old. We're so blessed at Growing Chefs to be constantly inundated with people's stories about just something that we've done that's created a spark that's opened children and families up to that joy that food can be. Whether that's um, introducing a new recipe that really got them excited, whether that's helping a child overcome a nervousness to try something new and then realizing that fresh food can be delicious. But we hear these stories literally every day. As soon as you see it and, and kind of feel that energy of people exploring something so primal, right? Which is just like being into eating. It's pretty magical. So, so I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Listening to your talk, it would be hard to choose. What a valuable and important contribution. Thank you for all that you do Growing Chefs. And after the break, we're going to hear more from Andrew Fleet, Executive Director, Growing Chefs Ontario. This is Food for the Future, and I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill, Home Economist. Welcome back to Food for the Future on 980CFPL and 980CFPL.ca. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. We're speaking with Andrew Fleet, Executive Director, Growing Chefs Ontario, about food literacy for students and the food growing process. Andrew, we often hear from farm to fork or plow to plate, and it all starts with the farm. Yet on the farm, the growing process is the real beginning. And why is it important for students to understand how things grow? I think it's important for, for students to understand specifically how things grow, because we have a general disconnect between ourselves and, and, and food. And a lot of it comes down to not understanding the value of foods. When you understand how food grows, the fact that it takes months of time and care to grow a seed into, you know, a full grown beet or, or a carrot, or, or I mean, name your example, it helps to instill an understanding of the value of that food, that the food is not instant. It's not something that you can quickly adapt. It, it takes time. And when you understand that process and are connected to it, you start to understand the value that that comes from it. And we quickly realized that like we teach kids about plant growth, we teach them about the natural world, but we don't show them how our food applies to that. It's important just to understand that value of food. It's important to understand that to actually connect them with how why the natural world is relevant to them. There's been a massive shift in how 
people spend their time. And we've got kids who are more device focused and they're they're playing video games or they're on screens and they're indoors. And we're slowly and steadily losing our connection to the natural world. As kids are disconnecting from that, food is such an opportunity to hopefully provide them a little hook to connect with it again. And it's one thing to memorize facts. It's another thing to understand the importance of retaining those facts. And if you understand that you're going to maybe use this one day, it's going to mean something totally different to you than just memorizing something so you can relay it on a test and get a grade. Yeah. And that deep learning that you're talking about that, you know, you own the knowledge because there's this understanding. I think that's great. You know, reestablishing the connection to the natural world and you teach basic growing skills at Growing Chefs on why do you think kids need to know how to grow themselves? One, because you know, you never know when you're going to need it. Um, we were, you know, at, at the beginning of the pandemic a year ago, suddenly having conversations about what happens if our borders have to close. Um, and thank goodness they didn't have to, but... Um, it's a pretty startling exercise when you start to explore how much farm and agricultural land we have here in Canada and how much food we produce, yet how little of what we consume actually comes from what we produce and how long it would take us to shift to a self-sustaining food production model where we weren't relying on things to come in from other countries. So there's that aspect of it too. There is something unspoken that's hard to describe when you watch a child or anyone see what happens when you put a seed in the ground and give it what it needs to grow and take care of it and watch it grow into something that produces fruit that you can turn into something delicious. It connects you with something primal in life gives you so much more than just the knowledge of how plants grow. Yeah, it just connects you to something bigger. I think more than anything these days, we all need those things. They take you beyond our differences, our hangups or things that that stress us out and lets you hang out in a place where you feel connected to something bigger than all of us. Food and music, they're my they're my two face and <laughs> and they're uh, they're such an accessible door for almost everybody because you really don't need much for it to take you to that place. Yeah, there is something that takes us back to this, you know, what it is to be a human being. And you mentioned, you know, that con primal connection to the human family through this observation of, of life, because encapsulated in that seed growing is the phases and stages that we do see in human existence as well. So it is a really important thing for everyone to learn. And there's this care process that happens in growing foods. And can you talk a little bit about the transferable skills about the care process once you get a seed planted in the Growing Chefs program? First of all, there's something really incredible about watching a child discover plant flower and then like a little pea pod grows out of it. And when they see that happen, and it's the majority of the time, you will hear things like, oh my gosh, there's actually a pea there. And when you have the opportunity to care for that plant and, and you bring it to fruit and have the opportunity to, to eat it. Again, it, it connects you back to that value of food. It makes you literally face the fact that it's not instant and that that there's so much value in the slower process that comes from connecting with watching food grow. It's almost instantaneous where it has that ability to transport them into that mindset. It literally changes the way you observe the world around you and, and starts to shape the way you think about things. Uh, at the end of the day, the biggest outcome we are driving towards at Growing Chefs is trying to help people revisit how they value food and see the value associated with it. And in order to do that, connecting with that growing process is an absolutely instrumental part of that process. 
Right. And it, it helps in many, many ways. One, the joy, as you say, and benefit you get in the observation of the growing process and knowing that you contributed in some small way to that. Certainly when we have that appreciation, or if we have grown some of the food, you don't waste it. Not only does it taste so incredibly delicious, but you would never let the other ones go to waste because this disconnect is not there. The connection is there. And you must hear them talking to each other while they're planting their seeds or discovering what fruit has come forward. And can you share any groundbreaking observations? that they've had when they're talking about their growing process? Yeah, definitely. We hear so often from our staff that kids who've gone, I've, I've never put my hands in soil before, which for those of us who are a little bit older seems like an absurd concept. But and I don't know if it's a germ phobic thing. I don't, I don't know. But that that is one of the biggest ones that, that we deal with all the time is like children who literally are anxious about the feeling of putting their fingers and their hands in the ground, just, just getting dirty. And we have to encourage kids all the time, you know, and wh whether they're, whether you're growing or whether you're cooking that it's like, yeah, it's going to get a little messy and that's part of the fun and that's okay. But yeah, that's one of the biggest ones is we're constantly having these light bulb moments as a team where this larger disconnect with food comes from when you find these smaller disconnects all the way along, whether it's never considering the fact that fruits and vegetables come from a part of a plant. You don't eat an apple tree, you eat an apple. So so whether it's something like that, it's amazing to see that when you're in that environment, how quickly children's anxieties around tasting things, you, that how you can break that down when they're in that environment and they just become inherently curious. It's really fun. Yeah, that process of discovery, what incredibly rewarding work. And you just published some recipes, videos, and other resources for kids to learn food literacy skills at home. Can you tell us about that, Andrew? Yeah, so over the past 18 months, since we haven't been able to go into schools, and work directly with students. The team shifted and we started creating content, which we call Growing Chefs at Home. So you can go to growingchefsontario.ca or you can find us on our YouTube channel. And we have released over the past 18 months over 120 recipe videos, a series of resource videos for grownups, resource videos for teachers to help them teach food literacy in the classroom. For parents, our videos are everything from how to take a recipe and understand where to incorporate your kids in the process in a way that's going to help them learn how to adapt cooking activities for kids of different ages. And potentially most importantly for parents, our caregivers is how to approach healthy food with your children and deal with food anxieties. We estimate our 90% of people's issue with approaching healthy food positively or making healthy change in their diets. And that comes from a lack of food skills and it comes from a common anxiety around tasting new things. And we got to get over this. We equate it all the time with kids where it's like, when you teach a child to swim, you have to help them understand that when they first jump in the water, they're going to be uncomfortable for a minute. But after a couple of minutes, your body adjusts to the temperature of the water and swimming is amazing. And with food, it's the same thing. When you put something new in your mouth, there's some primal instinct inside of you that wants to tell you that this could be poisonous or dangerous for you, or never tasted this before, what's happening. And we need to help people understand how to get over that and get to a point where, especially Especially new foods and healthy foods doesn't produce anxiety in people. It produces a feeling of excitement and joy that it that it really is. And that's where you get to. It's like when, when swimming becomes fun. This content at home is designed to help parents and kids cook together, participate in Growing Chefs programming right in their home. Hopefully present some really fun new ideas that you can explore. Uh, I believe it is the biggest selection of recipes that you'll find in Canada on the internet that are made for kids as being the audience. Great. And so where people can find the Growing Chefs at Home information is www.growingchefsontario.ca or checking out your YouTube channel. Andrew, is there a final message that you'd like to share with listeners about teaching kids about food systems or growing food? 
again, it's time we start to, before we lose it, think about how we prioritize food in our lives and how we value it to look past just its price tag or whether it's something that that gives us an endorphin rush when we eat it and start to look at the whole food system and whether it's, you know, we're making sustainable choices, whether we're making uh, healthy choices, and most importantly, whether we're making choices that are feeding our bodies in a way that brings us joy. It's such a fun way to learn about the world. It's such a fun way to learn about our history. And it's such a fun way to bring joy into our lives. One of the deepest, oldest, and most primal pleasures that there are in the world, which is enjoying the amazing and magical sense of taste and the fact that it presents us opportunities to connect with others around us in a in a really fun way it's so empowering and fun and if growing chefs can help you in any way along that process uh, check out growing chefs at home on the website and give us a shout if you have any questions or um, if we can help you out in any way we'd love to hear from you that's fantastic so a real experience of life a real connection to humanity and as you said andrew so many times in the interview today joy our conversation today has left me incredibly encouraged. So thank you very, very much for your vision and for all your hard work and for being with us today. Thanks so much for having me. And sincere pleasure, Andrew. Thank you. Today on Food for the Future, we've been speaking with Andrew Fleet, Executive Director at Growing Chefs Ontario. Each week, we leave you with something to talk about and something to do. Something to talk about. Do your children know and understand where their food comes from? Something to do. Visit www.growingchefsontario.ca to access the at-home series to help children you know get started in the kitchen. Next week on the show, we'll return to the series Back to the Future. We'll be talking about World Food Day with Jocelyn Brown, Director of the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization for North North America. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill, Home Economist, and you've been listening to the weekly show, Food for the Future. Future. Thank you to our platinum level sponsors, Burnbrae Farms, Eggs for Life, and the Middlesex London Food Policy Council. Food for the Future with Peggy O'Neill airs every Saturday at 8:30 on 980 CFPL and 980 CFPL.ca.